Welcome to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends recap romance novels while being silly and reliving good times. If you haven't gotten a chance yet, go check out my Kickstarter for Bonkers Romance. I worked with some truly incredible authors to bring you a new series set in a supernatural Samhain festival called The Shadow Market. There's greeting cards and not safe for work art and so much more, along with these foiled, reversible books that I'm completely obsessed with. To everyone who's already backed it, thank you so, so much. It means the world. And I cannot wait for you to have these books in your hands. This week, we're finishing up Lord of Scoundrels by Loretta Chase with Tanya. And just to highlight, the interview and Vox piece that Tanya references at the end of the episode are both linked in the show notes, and they are fascinating. But now we need to jump right back into the middle of a sartorially perfect revenge shooting. Here we go. She has done a whole look for this revenge and she marches into his house and shoots him. (laughs) One of his friends is like, mademoiselle, mademoiselle, (laughs) you don't need to do this. And she says, say your prayers, Dane. And he whispers, Jess. And then she shoots him. Shoots him. She shoots him. She has had enough and she shoots his ass. I'm so, I'm so excited about it. It makes me so happy. Everything about yeah. it made me so deeply happy. Mm-hmm. And then because she's also just like a fucking realistic baller, mm-hmm. she marches into a police station in Paris and goes, yeah, I shot him. I shot so, a man. I shot a man today yeah. because he ruined Whoopsie. me and he deserved it. You should it. arrest me now. And they're all like, do you want some tea? Sit down. That <laughs> couldn't have happened. Like, why don't you go make sh- like she's hallucinating. Go see what's going on. And the guy comes back and he's like, no, she shot his ass. <laughs> I saw the blood. Like there are doctors shot. there yeah. and stuff. And it's a perfectly clean through and through like shoulder wound because she's a great shot. She's a great shot. Yes. Perfect yeah. aim on this bitch. And she didn't want to like kill him. She just wanted to maim him. Not even severely. She just needed to teach him a fucking lesson. And then her plan is to have a big public trial so that everybody knows exactly what the fuck he did to her. And she's yep. like, no French fucking jury is going to come after my beautiful countenance when it's about a passion (laughs) crime with love and stuff and it's it's so good she's like and if you're not going to put me on trial then i want i want a just a gaggle of reporters here right now i want everybody to know everybody the whole every salon is going to be talking about this this week Mm-hmm. Right. The bourgeoisie get on it. Oh. And that is exactly what happens because so she knows good. how to execute a plan. Also, we should be able to shoot people a little bit. Listen, just a tiny I am, shot. I am very pro gun control. Yeah. I don't think people I don't like guns. I don't care what that means about how whatever leftist woke I am. I fucking mm-hmm. hate guns. But sure. there are times where I think like if we just shot like a little bit, like I'm not saying kill people. I'm saying would the world be better mm. if someone was allowed right. to strategically shoot Brett Kavanaugh? 
What the, I not think him. so. I'm not making a threat that needs to be investigated. No, most certainly not. Because Tanya does not own a gun. Tanya has no idea where to get a gun. No, Tanya never Tanya wants doesn't to want a gun. This is a strict hypothetical. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, ah, I feel like there should, like, I feel like we should be able to shoot someone with a pellet gun. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, that's a good. Ball gun. Like a little, a little I would shot. like to shoot a fucking beanbag at someone who deserves I it. That. I that's that. all. And you only get one. I think you should have to save your one for when you're ready. Absolutely. Everybody gets a beanbag air pistol and everybody gets one. Right. And you get one every 10 years. Ooh, I like that. There okay. you go. And that should be the standard. Okay, I'm glad like we it. talked it back from actual felonious attempted murder charges yeah. on one person. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks yeah, for no, no worries. Okay. No worries. That. That's what I'm okay. here for. So, <laughs> okay, so then he gets, a, he gets a letter from her lawyer and and he's like, God fucking damn it. She's so awesome and she's so smart. She did get the meanest, most feminist lawyer that France has to offer. <laughs> and it's yes. bullshit. He's like, this guy has made his whole career on getting ladies justice after being ruined or after being divorced on or, you know, all the bullshit. And he's like, he's like, if, if men don't just like fall down to their demands, he buries them in paperwork that lasts for decades. I want a spinoff series about him. I want, Mm. I want an entire book series where he just runs around the world, getting justice for ladies, getting screwed. Mm. That's chef's kiss that's the Lincoln lawyer I want in this world it's so good so then he's like fuck that and fuck you I'm not doing anything through lawyers I will look at Jessica's fucking face and talk to her about her demands (laughs) and so he they meet up and he's like and she's like I don't understand why you're calling me vindictive you're the one who set the whole thing up so that everybody would see my cunt in public Mm -hmm. and he's like I set that up you You set that up that up And she's like, why the fuck would I do that? Like, I don't, uh, so many people have offered to marry me, sir. I am unmarried by (laughs) fucking choice. I don't need to pull these nonsense shenanigans. And so, boy, does he go over to a decanter? Oh my God, because his left arm doesn't work anymore. Oh yeah, he he has, uh, from the shot, nobody can figure it out. None of the doctors can figure out why his arm is not working correctly. No, listen, it's not a psychosomatic wound. No. Never. It no, has nothing to do like, with his trust issues. But like also we have no idea medically why it's happening. So. Exactly. And so he goes over to decanter and he's like, well, I believe we've been working off of the same <laughs> misapprehension. And so my terms are marriage or nothing, Jess. That's what it is. Marriage or nothing. <laughs> and she thinks to herself, wait a second. I've heard that insecure laugh before. Yep. (laughs) These fucking men with their fragile pride. I've heard that before. He actually does want to marry me, I think. Huh. Well, I guess we're getting married. And then we switch to his perspective and he's like, I told myself that her answer didn't matter. But like, it might have mattered a tiny bit to me, (laughs) Lord Dane. I mean, just a little bit. It's a teensy um, pine, tiny bit, like as small as her waist. Okay. Her delicate, delicate waist. (laughs) But she, she absolutely is like, all right, I've weighed the pros and cons. Yeah. And 
the cons are me not being able to live the life I want to live mm-hmm. and not being able to do what I want. And you suck um, yeah. for many reasons. But I am going to enjoy the fact that now you're going to have to suck with me as your wife. And you're going to have to tell everybody that the one and only Lord Dane, who doesn't fuck with ladies of a gentry status and like will never get married ever, is now eating his words. Like, love that. Love that for you. He's like, (laughs) I don't care what all my stupid friends think. They're stupid and I don't even like them. Which and is so, so also true. you should pack because we're going to leave tomorrow, like in yeah. two days or oh. whatever. Yeah. Also, we have to go back to England because if I'm going to get married, it's going to be in St. Gabriel's Church, church of, of Boston, the, with of the, the fancy and people the and yeah. the lawns and stuff. And the, the and something's going to be red. Things. The bands. The bands. The, the, That's the one. Yes. The church stuff and the banners and the mm-hmm. announcements and, and for, yeah. And the for super free. expensive stuff. you can have the biggest wedding breakfast you want. And she's like, I don't All... want a fucking wedding breakfast. <laughs> she's like, I just want to hang out in Paris. Yeah. I want to stay in like, Paris. No. And part of the reason is that he doesn't want his lady wife hanging out in like the gross house where everybody's fucked he's like my lady (laughs) wife is not gonna be tarnished by this nonsense and also i have to burn the bed in the ancestral home because Because my lady wife is not gonna fuck with that yeah well you have to burn that bed because that was the same mattress that he fathered a bastard with that's the one um, a sex worker named charity and so that you know so that's the problem with the bed at home (laughs) um and i do appreciate that he even before black light technology understood Mm. what was in that house absolutely yeah she did not need to have to deal with that no one does no so um there's gotta be crabs in there right like literal there's a a visible (laughs) and the pubic lice would just bounce in just bouncing all over the place jumping everywhere i know so they go back to england and he ignores her for two weeks she thinks (laughs) but really he can't be around her because he wants her so badly and he just wants to like brush her hair and follow her around and like pat her on the butt a little bit and he's disgusted with himself yeah so he does take her on like a curricle ride and he's like, mm-hmm. you've lost weight. I don't like it. Why? And she's like, I'm fucking stressed out, man. <laughs> like, I deal with stress the exact opposite way that Melody does. And I haven't eaten anything in roughly the time I've been home. Because yeah, I, planning I, this wedding I, I sucks. I relate to that zero. I relate not to that all. completely mm-hmm. not at all. No. I I don't really understand what that is to not eat because you're busy. That is Sarah as well. And I'm just like, no, food's right there. I don't no. get it. Mm-mm. And I've and I've had to feed you in times of straws. Have you? Yes. I don't You know have to eat that. something. Oh, there was a moment. Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the super dark times. But it's not like planning a wedding. No, but it's just like, that's my thing. It's like, I don't understand how emotional... I, my, my, there's no connection for me between uh-huh. the specter, my human emotion and my ability to go, oh, it's lunchtime. Those <laughs> things are not connected. <laughs> no. <laughs> I not don't at understand all. other people. No. Um, which is why I am in fact a buxom, whatever she calls I'm a buxom all the sex trollop. workers. I'm a buxom trollop cow. That's, that's the one. Who that's I the am. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, we like it like that. 
So of course they end up making out on this ride well, because, because how would you not? She's like uh, the one thing I wouldn't let my crazy aunt win on is the negligee that I bought for our wedding. I did channel my revenge and it is wine red with black little <laughs> strippy Lacy's. strappies. Yes. And he's like I overcome and he's like, Jess, you gotta stop talking about the the translucent fabric you're gonna put on your body. I'm gonna maul you now. And she's into it again. And he's like, I think she might be into it, but like it's too good to be true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's having a hard time with it. So anyway, he does lay down the law when he gets back to the house. And he's like, aunt, you're going to stop being a nutter butter. And like, I'm going to help plan the wedding now. So yeah. step aside. And, and well, he's not going to help. He's going to send a bunch of people. He's going to pay for it. Fair. I do appreciate that these motherfuckers know how to be rich. Mm. I cannot stand it when people do not know how to be rich. Yeah. The point of being rich is to solve problems with money. Yes. That is the goddamn point. So yeah. the fact that he's just like, we're going to throw some more money at this shit. It'll uh -huh. be great. And yeah, then that saves her for the last several weeks. She can just actually enjoy being a rich person and getting married in a ceremony. She has no idea what it's going to be like. It's great. Oh, my God. And what it's like is that he kisses her fucking face off in front of God and everybody right after <laughs> they say, I do. The priest man is like, you can now kiss the bride. And he's like, yeah, I fucking can. And everybody is scandalized <laughs> and it's glorious. And he's mm -hmm. like, he's like clicking his heels back down the aisle after they're married. Like he's stoked about this. I am and not everyone's a prude, very confused. but I do not love it when there's tongue at a church wedding. <laughs> no. I don't like it. There's a time and a place. Like, save it for the reception. It's fine. But it's it's awkward because the whoever the religious leader is, mm. is there. They're That's so close. what gets me. They're so close. <laughs> They're so close. <laughs> They're right up in there. And then you're just, you know, slipping each other the tongue. It's like, come on, you could have gotten married in a garden. You did not need to choose the church. Just say. Anyway. There, there's me being... A ridiculous prude about that. Um, <laughs> okay, so now um, it's uh, honeymoons in Devon. We're, we got to get to Devon, and it's a, it's a many-day carriage ride. Yes, as you do. Yeah. And that means and, you're stopping at inns and whatnot. Right. And I love her because she's like, so are there any specific requirements you have of the wedding night? Because I am inexperienced, and I like to be the best at everything I do. Yes, I am a competitive soul. Uh -huh. I would like to win. I would like to rock your world, please. Yes. I'm going to win at the sex, but you need to give me instruction. Yeah. So that I can win at the sex. That's the one. I love her. I love, I love her, her so much. I love her. But he has a, a very silly reaction because he's like, OMG, I've been fetishizing her virginity since I met her, but mm -hmm. I didn't actually think about the logistics of doing away with said virginity and like she's such a teeny tiny little wisp of a lady <laughs> and i am such a big strong man who's the size of a house and i'm gonna break her he thinks yes he has now decided that his giant his giant penis which is only yeah. rivaled by his giant nose is going to yes. be so overwhelming that it's going to break her and i'm like men are so dumb sir so dumb it so is, dumb it is they are bacon brained they are bacon brained 
the whole lot of them. They're bacon-brained clod poles. That is what they are. Yeah. Oh my God. Have you seen the watermelons we have to push out of that? Jesus. Thank you. A baby is a baby is a baby, and they come out of that spot too. Uh huh. So, (laughs) yes. Okay. So they get to the inn where they're supposed to stay the night. And but they have runs... been having fun on the trip. Let's not oh, yeah. forget that they have been doing dirty jokes and having yes. fun and, and enjoying laughing. each other. And laughing. And laughing. And it's so cute. Okay. Back to the... They get there. Oh, yeah. So what they get mean? to the inn and he runs into a drunk brosif from Eaton or something. Yep. And he's like, ha Dane getting married. Good joke. Who's that fucking <laughs> whore over there? And he's like... That that's seriously that's my, my wife. wife that, though. There's one. There's one. <laughs> yeah, you got to stop doing that, Ainsley. And he's like, Brah. that's. A, I mean, it's a nice looking trollop, though, you know. So like, where where'd you get her? Because I hope there's more like her. And he's like, okay, but stop it, because that is my lady wife. He says. <laughs> and then he's like, where'd you that. get this one? Was it yeah. the was it the theater? Was it the gardens? Yeah, I don't I don't haymarket. I don't know oh where you got this God. one. And, and so he's, he's like, like, all right, well, that's, that's three. three. That's we got to fight now. We're fighting yeah. now. Yeah. And so this is also my favorite part because she's perfect. She's the perfect, she's perfect. heroine. She's perfect yeah. from start to finish. He she goes up into their room and she goes out into the balcony and she's very excited to see her new husband brawl over her honor. She is so into it. Stoked. <laughs> then he takes off his shirt and she's like, fucking jackpot. I get a peek at that, at that torso as well. Like this is, this is best this is day ever. This is great. Best day ever. And she's like, okay, so he only has one arm. Yeah. The other guy's drunk. She's like, this could work. And she's watching from the window as yeah. these two start going at it. Oh, my God. And she's like, oh, he's such a smart fighter. Like, he's using all of his brain parts. And he's ducking and dodging and weaving and then just, like, throwing the fuck down. And Ainsley keeps on being like, no, I'm bleeding everywhere, but let's go again. (laughs) And, like, it's so so drunk and dumb. And then he wins and it's fine. And then he looks up and he's like... Oh my God, my yeah. wife has seen me brawling like a, like a, like an impoverished brute, you know, <laughs> like, like a one poor. of, like one of those pores. Oh my God. And That's she, not how you do it. Is having the exact same reaction I had watching Tom Hardy in the movie Warrior. Yes. Which is sploosh. Sploosh everywhere. Thank God yeah. her maid is around because it's a mess over there. <laughs> and so then he's like, he's like, all right, I got to drink it out because this is this is a disaster. And she's like, you know what? Men do get their their bloods up and they need to. Mm-hmm become best friends after they punch the shit out of each other and like he'll have a few drinks and then he will come up and he will make my dreams come true that is not what happens he super doesn't no No. he gets hammered with his friends (laughs) and relives the fight for hours and Mm -hmm. then stumbles up and then she has to put his dumb ass to bed oh and she's like oh so he didn't want to fuck me on our goddamn wedding night yeah and she's very like she's like i'm 
I love her because she's like, I'm sure there's like a stupid male brain reason that this <laughs> is happening and it has nothing to do with me. However, in yeah. this moment, it does feel very personal and it feels like he thinks I'm gross. So that sucks on my wedding yeah. night. Not great. Yep. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. But then he like, but then he like drunkenly does a big snuggle on her he and does. she feels a little bit better and she goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, I guess. So the next day he's, he's amazed that she is like, that fight was awesome. You compensated this way. You understood what was going on. She Love calls him a fights. scientific fighter and yeah. he's like, oh, oh God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, and then so she's like, "How about out. we like? How about you show me how it's done?" And like, she gets up on a boulder or whatever, and he's like, "This is fucking adorable. Everything about <laughs> this is so cute." And then he picks her up, and they do a big giant smooch, and she kisses him back like the Dickens, and he's yep. very excited about it. But then he like, oh, then like a crow cause. This is how damaged he is, listener. Yeah. A crow cause, and he thinks he remembers that Ainsley called him Big Beak yesterday and then all of a sudden he's just like mad and sullen and he's like let's go back to the carriage we have to go and she's like I mean, all right honestly. man like okay <laughs> i don't know what just happened but like yeah, like it's a like, kiss before what, whatever that was what emotional landmine did you trip over this time yeah for real uh-huh. so then they get to the house and like she gets she gets to look around and then they they go to the formal dining room and they sit like 30 feet away from each other, as is customary or something. <laughs> and then she goes to the library while he does a cognac, maybe, or a brandy. Yep. Which is weird when you're alone. Like, it's it's one thing if there's like a party of people and they're like, now the genders have to go off in their separate corners. Oh, the fact that they're split up by gender. I thought you went, cognac was weird when you were alone. And I'm like, oh, no. That's, no, that's perfectly fine. fine. <laughs> that's great. Okay. Anyway, so then he goes and like sees her in the library and she has found the family Bible. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh my God, it's your birthday and you didn't tell me. It's and he's his like, birthday. I know. What a rookie mistake to put your birthday that close to your wedding anniversary, though. Seriously. <laughs> what if something goes Don't sideways? Don't do that. You know? Yeah. Well, I was Pick more thinking. a random date for your wedding. 
Yeah, you don't want it anywhere near anybody's birthday. You don't want to fuck with somebody's birthday. No. No. He I it mean, be rookie, rookie mistake. Yes, exactly. So yeah. he screwed up. But she does insist that he write her into the family Bible. Yeah. She wants to be officially... of a wife. <gasps> oh, my God. I love it. Also, he notices that his dad did personally record the date on which his mom did die a fevered in the West Indies after fucking off. And he's like, yes. not sure how to feel about it, but whatever. He doesn't know how to feel about mm-hmm. anything that happened in his childhood. So it's not new. Yeah. This was a distinct lack of Victorian era therapy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He didn't even get vibrated either. It's a travesty. No, no. He could have at least got gotten nothing. a tiny bit vibrated. No, he got a he he got a decent education and a mismanaged estate, and he's made the best he can of it. It's right. emotionally stunted fiasco. Oh, boy, yes. Mm-hmm. So then, is this um, when he does the finger on her? I think question so. mark. She yeah. reads him. She reads him. Um, bu- oh, because she's reading him Don Juan. Yes, yes. And if any listeners not know the history of Lord Byron, yeah, go investigate yes. that fuckery. <laughs> Look up that nonsense. I mean, honestly. And she is doing what I think is super hot, which is out loud reading oh, yeah. turns people on. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And you've you've done audiobooks now, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that you know exactly how to slip into this mode. <laughs> it's yes, it is hard to do in front of another person, though. I Let will say that. Are you looking no. at me right now? No You're fucking way. Right no. No. Read a little way. bit of Don Juan. Read a little no. bit of Don Juan in we, the sexy no, voice. The recording. <laughs> do it. The do it. Do it. Do it. Studio is a sacred personal <laughs> place where Come, a narrator okay. goes do the voice okay how about this don't do don't do do the voice <laughs> but do the voice like with something ridiculous like with your grocery list do the voice with your grocery list mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna read the post-its that are on my computer right now love okay. it make kickstarter webinar <laughs> find photography light box <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I love that you also like you can't see this. <laughs> Get the Patreon so you can see this because she is one shoulder dipped. <laughs> her, head, her head is slightly caught. I was already Her fingers like that. are delicately on her chin. They are. I know. They're so delicate, aren't they? <laughs> like a little bird. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So she seduces him with Don Juan. And then, and then he makes her come like a freight train. Yeah, because there's she's like, I'm gonna make you get out of my hand. He's like, I'd like to see you try. Yeah, and then because again, and then there is um, yeah, there's like there's like this constant power struggle where he's like, I'm gonna make you beg, and she's like, Not before I make you beg. And then he gets really mad because he's like, Do not manage me. You will be my lady wife who obeys. (laughs) and does you know like you know who the man of the house is basically and she's like sure man orgasm please maybe and then what i do appreciate is that she's like when she takes off her top and um i don't know what she's wearing at the moment but it's a lot but boobs are out now and Mm -hmm. she literally goes i know that i'm not as big as what you're used to but Mm. maybe if i get real close (laughs) 
you won't notice. So basically she's like force perspective. What we're going to do is stick my nipple into your face right there. And then it'll look like I have giant tits. And he's like, all right, let's do that. He's into into it. it. And then he's like, well, as long as they're in my face. Oh yeah. Smooch, smooch. So yeah. So then, and then it's a, it's a couple of orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. He, Finger blasts her into space a couple of times. It's great. And then, and then she falls asleep. She passes dead out to the immediately. World. <laughs> and like, you put me in a carriage for two days straight and then give me two cosmic orgasms. I'm sorry. There's only so much a person can take. I need a little napsies, a disco nap. A little disco nap. There's no yeah. Gatorade at this house. God. She needs a little disco nap. Right? She, so, she's got to replace her electrolytes in yeah. the other way. Yeah. In, yeah, in the sleepsies way. And so he's like, I don't know how to get this bitch one-armed into bed. <laughs> like, this fucking blows. But also, I'm going to do it because, like, she's my lady wife and I care about her or something. Yeah. And as they're going up the stairs, she's like, I'm awake. I'm awake. Um, I can walk. And he's like, we're almost there and you are light as a feather. It doesn't matter. And then he puts her in bed and he goes back to his bed because he is a sleep apart Duke. Okay. Gross. It's gross. It is, right? Gross. Like, do the sleep apart if you have a snoring problem or a schedule problem. The sleep apart is a perfectly valid way to deal with sleep issues they right. do not know if they have sleep issues they have no idea he's just being an asshole sleep apart mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and like i'm sorry but if you're married to me i'm gonna need to fart on you once in a while like it just <laughs> has to happen <laughs> that's love okay so like that's get your building big spoon a life over here and let me fart on your dick a little bit <laughs> jeez <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm not writing a really inappropriate joke in my head. It is so inappropriate. I'm not even going to say it. Um, (laughs) It's terrible. It's disgusting. (laughs) But (laughs) it involves pink eye. I can't. But (laughs) I will say that I understand that you you're a cuddler by nature. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm a cuddler until I want you gone. Yes. Like, like that's. I'm a cuddler until I'm hot. Yes. And, until and then what, the moment I'm hot, I'm like, yeah, get the fuck away from the, me. You need to be as far away from me as the bed will allow. <sighs> yes. But yeah, yeah, I cuddle everyone. Yeah. So I get. I understand that he's not yet cuddling, and it's rude. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. So now um, a bunch of shit happens, and it happens in like a week. So let's. Can we just rapid fire through it? Let's. Okay. She finds the painting of his mother that hasn't been put in the portrait gallery. She's like, I love it. He's like, she was a whore. Um, And she's like, how fucking dare you? Your mom was in a possible situation. She Mm -hmm. left you where you would be cared for. Stop being an asshole about your mom. And she's like, and he's like, of course you wouldn't take this and make it romantic. And she's like, you haven't thought about it from her perspective. Be fucking Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because she's like, she could have taken you to a place where she didn't know if she had safety or money or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And you could have died of a fever with her. But no, she left you in the stability of your family home. And yes, it fucking blew. But she really didn't have any other options. So anyway, so that happens. And then he gets 
So, and he still won't fuck her because he thinks he's going to break her apart into pieces. So he's like, I'm big mad at you and you're going to stop managing me and you're going to stop trying to Jedi mind trick me into doing (laughs) shit you want me to do. Cause am man going to sling my dick around until you like it. And she's like, if you're not slinging your dick into me, then like, what the fuck is the point? So he's like, I'm going to go. I'm leaving. I'm going to a wrestling match in a place that's far away with a bunch of broskies. And she promptly puts on her red negligee that she knows (laughs) is going to blow his mind. And she goes in there and she grabs all the stuff that's on in his suitcase and she just starts throwing it on the floor. She's just like, no, you are not abandoning me. You're not going to just like pull a ripcord on this fucking marriage. We're going to figure out how to be married before we part ways. Like, we're going to try. I need you to try. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you can go. You can go. Let's, like, absolutely. Let's go together. I will go with you. I love a wrestling. Great I've always stuff. wanted to go. I've always yeah. wanted to go. My brothers would never take me. I'm dying to go to wrestling. Yeah. And, and then, then he's like, you're so hot. Oh, no. Look at that negligee that you did specially make for me. <laughs> it's also it feels a little bit dangerous because you were wearing this color and you literally shot me. He's overcome. He does take her to the bed and then they do some sex. Listener, it's on. It is good. It's yeah. on TM. Oh, it is very good. Yeah, it is. It is the hot. It is the please. It oh, is yeah. the sweet Jesus. It is <gasps> the mandia. It is the all of the things banging it out mm-hmm. and he's like um turns out i do fit Things oh yeah are fine yeah <laughs> it does have the virgin sex that only you know hurts first for a second but yeah we'll forgive that it's still it's hot. fine um, it's fine yeah and it is huge orgasm yes yeah everybody's so, everybody's happy it's so cute because afterwards she starts crying <laughs> She's overcome. She's like, this is amazing. That was the best thing ever. And like, I feel so close to you and you're so pretty. And I, and he, is this the time? I think this is the time when she admits that like, she's wanted him from jump, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, Okay. So it's also very important because he's been like, yeah, she's into it, but you know, she's only into it because of like nerve endings and stuff. And she's Mm -hmm. like, you silly man, like you're beautiful. And I have wanted to climb you since we met in that Champois thrift store. <laughs> and uh, I thought about you doing lover services on me immediately. <laughs> and, and he's she's, like, well, she, then she says, she's like, you cannot make me do this again. And for a split second, he thinks that she means no more sex. I, it was it was too was much terrible. and I don't have it. And he is horrified. Yeah, and he's so worried. Just, devastated and she says she says no 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 no. what i mean is i'm not gonna work that hard for it the next time you're seducing me i've spent weeks making this happen and it was fucking awesome and we are not doing this whole rigmarole every time i want to get laid that's right she's like you're gonna seduce me You're going to show me that I'm desirable. And she says it was worse than when she had a drag birdie to the dentist. It was worse than that. 
that is how shit goes. Oh, I love so, it. I love her so much. So he's like, I'll take you to take you to the wrestling. Match yeah, let's now. go wrestling <laughs> matches together. <laughs> and now they're in the honeymoon period where like once they get there, he's like, oh, no, I have to take you to an abandoned vicarage to fuck you before we go into wrestle times. Well, no, and they go into wrestle times first, though. Oh, do they? I think, I don't, don't they? I don't remember. It's not a good fight. And he's pissed because he wanted her first fight to be a good fight. It's a bad oh, fight. Yeah. He's frustrated. So then he's like drags her out to go bang it out. Yeah. And she's into it. And then afterwards, there's like this little urchin who is just running around and he's making he's tripping people and he's throwing yeah. spitballs and it's not yeah. great. And then there's he's, like he's a little ragamuffin. Yeah. And then there's a lady called Charity Graves, who is a buxom sex worker that did keep his child thinking that she could, you know, get a living out of him for the rest of her life. And so this happens in front of Jess. And he's like, we need to get everybody away from Jess as soon as possible. And I think maybe Vautry's there. I think it might be Vautry. Yeah, Vachi's definitely there. I think, did we skip? We skipped when she gave him the painting. <laughs> Which painting? What are you talking about? He gives, she gives him the Madonna, the painting <gasps> that she found in Paris. Oh, yeah, that and was she, day one. Sorry, yeah, everyone. So, yeah, for his birthday. I mean, I, for his birthday. Yes. That I, so yeah, she, we just went a little yeah, bit. So she point. gives him this yeah. icon that's like golden gem encrusted, and they talk about Turns out, like, it's beautiful and it's, it's amazing. And they, they talk about the art. Yeah. And he gets the art and she calls him emotional. By the throughout all of this, she has figured out that he's like super hyper emotional. And yeah. so she's like, You're just high strung. You're like a thoroughbred. You're an Italian yeah. nobility. It's fine. It's um, fine. So, and he's like But he now has the me he now has emotional. The high strung i don't know what she's talking about but then slowly he's like oh shit that might actually be really true ha huh. never yes. did i think about it that way so yeah so she's broken through so now they're dealing with this kid that is running around being a complete jerk and then he grabs him he grabs him and and he's like oh my god it's the monstrous it that i made with mm-hmm charity and it looks just like me and it's got my nose and it it, like he just sees his like hated childhood self and he's projecting all of that trauma onto this poor child who is the exact same age he was when his mom left and he can't understand like he can't divorce in his mind the injustice of being unwanted like, you know what I mean? Like, he can't yeah. he can't put those things together. He's just like, this kind of child cannot be wanted. And I hate no. it. And I yeah. won't. It's a reminder it. of everything that he was, everything that he was mistreated for. Yeah. Everything. And he is not having it. Charity has shown up. She's trying to make a scene. It's very real housewives. She wants yes. to go talk to Jessica, who's in the carriage. She's getting pulled back. The kid is like realizing that's my dad. He's getting told that's your dad. Oh. And he is just a complete mess. And he gets in the carriage. He's yeah, because like, the, the kid runs away. The kid like kicks him in the shins and runs away or something. and then he gets in the carriage and she's like oh my god we have to go after that kid like that's your kid that poor child that kid was wearing rags what's happening right now he is 
once again just stunned and horrified but also like amazed like the fact that she has immediately figured out what's happened clocked all of it and her concern is go get the kid and he is just like oh my god what are you talking about yeah we're not gonna go get that kid that kid i pay for that kid to disappear from my life i pay Mm -hmm. monies for that to happen and she's like are you fucking kidding me like did you see his mom his mom was wearing nice clothes his mom was you know just a normal person and he was this dirty dressed in rags poor child who's obviously crying out for help and wants and needs like attention and affection and love and you're not going to try to fix that and he's like no No. i never want to see that little gremlin again again yeah and it is it is very sad because you know that he's just doing it because you know he's emotionally damaged severely so and she knows that he's only doing it because he's emotionally damaged so of course it will not sit here Meanwhile, we are finding out that this is all because Beaumont and Vautry have sort of gone into this pack. Vautry's like lost all of his money because he's been gambling it. He blames Dane. Beaumont is feeding him a line of bullshit because Beaumont hates Dane now. It's a whole thing. Beaumont is the peephole pervert. He's the peephole pervert who's still pissed. So Vautry now thinks that he's in love with Charity, like Charity and him aren't thing. And they're mm-hmm. going to figure out how to get this painting that they have been told is worth a gillion dollars. Yes. And they want this painting and the bastard child is part of it. So right. that's where we find out that there is a whole thing. All of this. Yeah. So because Beaumont has place. like fed him, fed him some bullshit and Vautry's falling for it again. Yeah. And, uh, And, like, Beaumont was the one who was really perpetuating the Dane is besotted by this spinster rumor, which, to be Mm -hmm. fair, was true. But, like, Beaumont has been doing a lot in the background that we've seen, but, like, you know, doesn't doesn't have a huge impact on on the actual couple plot. So, okay. So now... They go home and she's like, I'm going to fix this. This is nonsense. I can't, I can't do this. And he's like, no, you're going to be my fucking lady wife. I paid to have you be obedient to me no matter what. And she's like, transaction, transaction, transaction. I'll do that for you. And so she just starts treating him like this vapid Stepford wife. She's like, oh, you want to have sex now? Absolutely. Let's have sex. Oh, did you say something? And the sex is still good though. The oh, sex is still good. She's not like just laying there. No, she no, is no. Still having the sex, but it's like she's not asking for it. She is very coolly polite. Mm-hmm. She is just like whatever. This is what you wanted, and this goes. And he on. keeps on saying increasingly stupid things to try and goad her into acting like herself. And she's like, "Oh wow, darling, you think so? Mm, mm-hmm. I agree." And so it's great because on the page he's like, "I have." technically nothing to be mad about <laughs> but i hate it i hate it he and she it knows so it so much oh, and God, he knows and he knows he actually says he says i'm losing her yes like he he knows that this is oh. it but he's like i also will not accept this monstrosity right. that she calls my son Oh, God. And like, I just this poor child, this poor, poor child, because his mom only had him to get the living. And like, 
while she's doing this Stepford wife routine, she's also clandestinely finding out as much as she possibly can about this kid and like where he oh, yeah. lives because oh, it's she's not done with full his plans. She is full Encyclopedia Brown out there. She's she got is- John Coachman on on side. John yeah. Coachman is like, yeah, we'll fix this together. Let's I'll fucking help you. Absolutely. Um, the kid is running fucking wild around oh. this village, by the way. The kid is just apparently the there. He had had basically a nanny. Yeah. So Charity was using part of the money she was getting to pay for an actual nanny while she Kinda, worked. Yeah. Working moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it goes. Right. And so but then the nanny died. She died, died or something. Yes. And, and, and then now, Charity's like, nobody else is going to take him. So like, I guess eight. he's an urchin now. And remember, eight in this day and age is like basically a 15. modern. Yeah. A modern 17. Like, that's yeah. what it is. Like, yeah. that's so. So she's just letting him run wild. So he is just causing all sorts of fucking act out. Oh, yeah. Spoiled child shit. Right. He's letting pigs out. He's, yeah. he's throwing, throwing eggs. Yeah, yeah, he's just doing All the whole, stuff. Just make he's the village nightmare. Yeah, and nobody the will tell of Dane is that he's a kid. Yes, yeah. nobody will tell Dane because they're terrified of Beelzebub up right. in the giant house with the five towers. By the way, did you notice how many towers were on this castle? So many of them. Oh my god, <laughs> that's exhausting to me. What do you even do with that many? What how do you, do you one tower? clean? How Honestly. do you clean a five tower castle? I know. No one ever, everybody's like, oh, I want a giant house. And then I was like, bitch, you got to clean that giant house. That's yeah. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, okay. So now she's like, all right, it's time to put my plan into action because this poor kid needs help. He needs help. And like, I don't mm-hmm. care if my husband is into it or not. I don't, I, I can't, I can't in good conscience allow this to keep happening. This kid needs stability and love and boundaries and discipline. Like. Yes. So. And he's clearly acting out so that his dad finds him. Yeah, because she finds out she follows him and she finds out that when he runs away from people, he runs into like this gardener's shack or something that's on his dad's property because A, he knows nobody will follow him there. And B, I'm sure there's a piece of him that wants to like, you know, throw up a smoke signal. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, I'm a person and I'm, (laughs) I don't know. I'm eight. (laughs) God, I'm eight. I am eight. <laughs> and you know what eight looks like. Sometimes you have to remember how small oh eight God. is. Eight is small. And a malnutritioned eight is even smaller. And this poor kid oh. is clearly a malnutritioned eight. Yes. Right? And so, and he is also not pretty. And when you're not no. pretty malnutritioned eight, it's going to be rough. And it's people are going to be rough. awful. And so she traps him in this basically and this yeah, guard said they and catch him. He's like, bugger you, blah, 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 curse, 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 insult, uh-huh. insult. And she does exactly what she did to his dad. Yes. She starts hugging and kissing him. Yes. And kissing his little head and kissing his little grimy neck and kissing his oh. little dirty face. And he's he's stunned. He's still pissed. He's yeah. still yelling. He doesn't but, know what to do. And she's like, and then, I don't care about cursing. Curse at me all you want. Yeah, whatever. She's used to this nonsense. And then his mom shows up. His fucking mom shows up. His quote-unquote mom shows up. And she needs to be hurled into the sun. Sorry. Yes. So basically. she's immediately like, I know that you want my kid. I, I I don't want my kid, but I do know that he's leverage over you. So I will let you have my kid if you give me that super spendy icon. And she's like. Yep. 
I can't give, me the give you the icon. I gave it to Dane. And she's like, you'll figure out a way if you want kid. And yeah. then she goes and like hides or something. So the, the apparently the plan is that they're going to meet at like an inn the next day and they're going to do the trade-off icon for kid. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. But then she goes home and she's like, okay, well, now I have to finally talk to you, you fuck. So mm -hmm. here's what's happening. I gave you time and you failed. Yeah. Yeah. I rule though. So <laughs> unfortunately, because patriarchy and society, I need your fucking help. Mm -hmm. So here's the situation. I, I, I'm not going to give her the icon and I can't steal it from you. And it's nonsense that anybody would ever think I would. So like, you have to go get your son. That's, mm -hmm. that's the only thing you can do. It has to happen. And he is, he, he says like, what does she say? She's like that because like you stealing from you or something would be unforgivable. And he says, just the only unforgivable thing would be you leaving me. And she goes, if you what? leave me, I will kill myself. Yeah, Not healthy. Not Don't healthy. She said, I should never leave you. Really, Dane. I cannot think of where you get such adult ideas. Yeah. She's like, what? what? That's what you got from this? You dummy? I will say that I do understand that I, if you leave me, I will kill myself. It's a terrible mental health yeah. kind of position to take. But it does feel appropriate that he said it while they were on the crashing moors of the estate. Oh, indeed. Like they were in the very gothic-y, yes. ridiculous you know, British rocky crevices where people yeah. used to like hurl wives off of and stuff. So it does feel scene appropriate. Oh yeah. They're in full Jane Eyre areas. Yeah. And so she's like, no, I'm not going to leave you. You're just going to go get your son and we're going to raise your son together. And that's what's fucking happening. And so he's like, okay, I want to keep my wife. And like, she's acting like herself again, which I really like. And so I guess the thing I have to do in order to keep this going is to like get John Coachman, who is a bit of a betrayer, but I get it. Mm but I get how my wife will make him a betrayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to go now. And she's like, what are you talking about? They're not like, we're not meeting till tomorrow morning. 
And he goes, I know Charity Graves. She's already there. Like, hmm. So <laughs> turns and by out. By the way, he's still talking about his kid. He, there's a, he could not even think about the loathsome thing he'd made with Charity Graves without becoming physically ill. How in <sighs> Lucifer's name was he to go to it and look at it and talk to it and touch it and take that thing into his keeping? He's still there, y'all. He's still in the emotionally broken place. But then he yeah. goes. Then he goes. Well, okay. So then we get, we switch into Vautry's perspective because he is with Charity. And originally they were going to like do an arson and steal the icon. But then As Charity like, yeah, Charity like switched gears and she was like, they want kid. I don't want kid. This is great. Like two birds, one stone. We'll get it done. So... We find out, though, that Charity is like the worst person in the whole wide world. I'm sorry I'm saying it because <laughs> the kid's like, I'll throw up in a carriage. I don't want to go to a carriage. I don't want to go live with my dad. I, like, I just want you to be my mom. Mm -hmm. And so her answer to that is to laudanum him into oblivion. Like a Puerto Rican grandmother. I mean. Put in, put in a little <laughs> rum in the bottle. Except it's not all like that. Because she straight up just like <laughs> drugged the shit out of him. She, she gave him she an adult sized dose. She did. She did. My grandmother would never have done never. that. My grandmother did an appropriate child size. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. And, and then she has no idea because she doesn't know her son. She has no idea that his poor, delicate constitution can't handle it. And so now he's like vomiting everywhere. Super sick. So they're in a shitty inn. And Vautry's pretty sure he's going to die. He, they're yeah. in a shitty inn. The kid has not stopped puking. And it's Vautry and Charity and the kid in one room in this inn. And then they hear a ruckus. <gasps> There's a ruckus. ruckus. There's some heavy footsteps. <laughs> yes. Yep. And literally, Charity's like, grab the kid, get out. The kid's worth money. You take the kid, jump out of the window into this hay bale. And Vautry is not into that. No. So she bails. Yeah. She goes out the back door and he's just like, OMG, I'm panicking. I'm going to leave the sick child in his own sick on the wood floor. And I'm going to jump into the hay pile by myself, which like is ultimately the best choice. But Vatri, that wasn't your line of thinking at all. Right. At all. So then Dane comes crashing in because he's about to crack Charity's head open like an egg. And frankly, yeah, I don't pissed. blame him at this point. Yeah. And then he sees this. He calls it like a pile of stinking rags mm -hmm. because he's just like in the fetal position. But it's terrible. So he like really picks him up. And all of a sudden, this is the moment in which he becomes a dad. Yeah. Like, it made me cry. It was so sweet. So much. I was yeah. painting trim. And it. Uh, Michael kept on being like, oh, no, there's a smudge here. And I kept on being like, how am I to paint trim through these <laughs> tears? Okay, I Loretta mean, Chase. Like, it is so incredibly sweet. He's just like, oh. Mama's gone. I'm Papa. I'm and Papa. Then, and then he proceeds to, like, he gets his boots puked on, and you're not really a parent until you get puked on. Truly. And then, and then he's, like, getting get bath, bath water, getting broth, <sighs> just literally scrubbing his kid down. And then yeah. she has 
by the way. She wanted to go when that was put the kibosh on. She has packed a bag that includes a toy for him. So clothes and such, but also a toy because he might need it. And so he's literally getting this kid back up to health. And he's thinking about what she has told him about thinking Mm -hmm. about his mom leaving him with people who could care for him. Yeah. And how his son, his mother left him to die. Right. Sick in this hotel room. And it's just bonding upon healing, upon figuring it out. And he is feeding his kid. He's holding him and feeding him. And everything is just and sweet he's and talking amazing. to him like he's a person. Like he's mm-hmm. th- he's doing these adorable negotiations that you do with an eight-year-old to like get, <laughs> to get him, him in the, the bath, bath, sir. Yes. And he's talking about how like how like, you know, I, I totally get why you're sick right now because, you know, Papa had an experience just like this. We just can't handle laudanum, you and I. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so beautiful. It's And then at the end, he's like tucking his kid in and he's like, oh, my God, I've been using my left arm for the past three hours to it's take care of my kid. Yeah. A miracle, I say. <laughs> It's not Um, a miracle. It is the human brain healing itself. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So then he finds out that the coachman, who isn't called John Coachman, it's actually a plot point that like the family loves him so much that they call him Phelps. He gets a name. Remember his name. The family loves him so much he gets his human name. (laughs) (laughs) The bar. She is low. Yikes. Okay. (laughs) So it turns out that um, Jess has sent him with like all of her pin money and she's like, pay off charity and get her gone. Like she writes her a letter and she's like, here's all the monies. It's, you know, $1,500 is better than nothing. Go to France. They love buxom trollops there. (laughs) You're going to do great. You're going to work so much and you're going to have a retirement fund and life is going to be good. And yeah. if you're going to have French, French pastries, That's go the one. Yeah. yeah. And so Charity's like, great. Thank goodness. However, this is not enough money to share with my lover, Vautry. Um, So I'm going to just go. I'm Bye, just Vautry. Bye. Yeah. Which is exactly so, what he deserves. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So then they, he takes him home and before they get home, there's a fire. OMG. Yeah. And she's been getting the whole house ready for the new kid as you do. Yep. Right. She's set up going fine. She set him up a room and she's like, no, we're not using the customary nursery. That's three miles away from my room. (laughs) No. What is that? What, what is, is that? wrong with British people? I don't know. <laughs> My God. I mean, it is just, again, every single time I open a historical novel, it's a yet another <laughs> chapter in the Victorian Parenting Guide to Fuckery. It is yeah. so bad. <laughs> it's so It's so much. So she gets him a room that's only like two floors away. Okay. Like a like, normal family. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's doing all of that and the servants are all blah, blah, blah. And then she sees that there's a fire through a window. Way she the sees fuck that away. there's a fire and everybody runs to that fire. She does not. 
But everybody else has run into that fire to try to put it out. Luckily, it has been raining. Yeah. So that's going to help contain it. Right. Um, and turns out, idiot Vautry is enacting the fire plan. Yep. <laughs> that, that was the original plan. And he has stumbled. And you could just imagine how bad he is at all of this. But he finally oh gets it lit. Now he has to run to the actual house to try to steal the painting. But he gets in there. He gets lost 17 times. He finally finds the bedroom. He finally finds the painting. He finally starts stumbling out. Then he gets lost again. Because this is primo genius right here. Oh, yeah. And who does he run into? But Jessica. But Jessica. And then Jessica yeah. sees what's in his hands. And she's like, you're not going to get away with my husband's goddamn first birthday present that he's ever gotten <laughs> in his whole life. Whole life. <laughs> and so she throws the fuck down. <laughs> Jessica beats the absolute tar out of this man just, in multiple rooms. I mean, just and he is like tossing her and she's just coming back like a whirling dervish. Oh, and my she God. Taking him down like a rodeo calf. And then <laughs> she is taking his head and she is doing the thing where Bashing she is it. banging his head in rhythm to what she's saying. So she's like, you will not. And <laughs> never. Absolutely yeah. not. And just beating the living crap out of him. And she has lost track of everything except her goal to make him human paste. Yes. When she is lifted off of him <laughs> for her husband is home. <laughs> and then she looks over and like the kid and roughly a dozen <laughs> servants are over there just being like, holy, holy fuck. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so then he like takes her to the room and he orders her a bath and stuff. And she's like, oh my God, I just traumatized your child, like Dominic, I think Damien, I don't remember what his name is. Dominic. Dominic is like, <laughs> he must think I'm terrifying. And he's like, actually, sure. you did the best thing you could possibly do. Because on the way over here, I was telling him, like, my lady wife is nothing to be <laughs> trifled with. And like, she loves everyone she loves but like you don't fuck with her and then the very first impression you give him is you defending the homestead <laughs> like bodily <laughs> defending the homestead and he's like yeah. so you you made me out to like he's i, I mean I jessica so right all the time she's a in his eyes right. and, and the thing is that i am not that person mm -hmm. i am the person that would be like giving him other stuff i would be like <laughs> totally um how about you don't hurt anybody and i also give you totally a safe full of jewels absolutely you didn't steal any of my jewelry let me give you that like totally. i am absolutely the opposite of this i do not mm -hmm. want a physical altercation mm -hmm. with said home intruder i do right. not <laughs> that sounds right. terrible but jess I mean, she's a badass she to be fair like to you frankly. Mm -hmm. um, if you knew it was, uh, I don't know, I'm going to bleep this, like Ichabod Crane, <laughs> who was sparkling you. <laughs> OK, 
Okay, you know what? When you bleep that, replace it with audio of you saying like Ichabod Crane. Sure. Because <laughs> that's what you meant. You met an Ichabod Crane type. Yeah, uh, like, I think yeah, you I could would take maybe down think about throwing yeah. down. <laughs> I could take down That's what she crane. knew. That's she easy. was like, yeah. Vautry? Vautry yeah. of all people is going to rip me off? Fuck that. Fuck that. And then she just loses her goddamn mind. Now, meanwhile, this is one of those things where when one half of the couple gets to be over the top and out of control, the other half gets more calm. Yes. That's the situation. So Dane is now sitting with Vautry and being like, here's the deal. You got sucked in by charity. You don't know what you're doing. What the hell? This painting isn't even worth anything. He lies to him about that, which is hilarious. Like, he's just like, what the hell is going on? And then he finds out that this is all Beaumont. It's all Beaumont. Pulling the strings. And he's like, okay, Vaudre, I'm going to pay off your debts. That's right. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to go marry Charity Grace. That's right. You're going to shackle yourself to that bitch forever. Yep. Good luck, he says. And, and in return, you're going to write a letter to Beaumont. And you are going to tell him everything I'm going to like dictate. I'm going to dictate the letter. Uh-huh. And I'm going to make him so upset and you will thank him for sharing the information about the painting and then that you are profiting. You're the one who sold the painting and you have it and you're good. And that will make him a crazy person. <laughs> so. Well, especially since he throws in there like he actually was going to give it to you for thanks for this thing. And because your wife is an artist who would like that thing. But instead, I yes. did him a solid and now it's my painting and I'm in the clear. And he's like, oh, my God, Beaumont's going to die. And Dane is like, I know, no. right? Yeah, let's <laughs> fuck with him. And I kind of love that this is a reversal of gender roles here, mm-hmm. that he's doing the clever backhanded like yeah. shenanigans. And she's the one who just executed brute force upon yes. another person. And yeah. I kind of love that that's what we got here. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, so now we're in the home stretch. Yeah. So like now he's just like being adorable and he's like, hey, dad stuff is fucking great. Like <laughs> I'm great with that kid. It's nuts. And so then the kid, <laughs> they hear him like so they bang a couple of times and it's also great. Um, but then the kid is like running around uh, bottomless, totally naked sauce. And he's like, I'm not putting on that crazy thing that you want me to wear. And so he like gets him in his arms and he's like, "Okay, we're going to deal with this like civilized men. Okay, you and me. Good men over here. And he puts him in like one of his shirts. Shirts. And he comes out and he's holding him. and And he looks at Jess and he's like, this is Papa's shirt. I get to wear Papa's shirt. And it's, it's so like the cute. way the way that he's talking to him is just perfect. And yeah. she's so impressed and so happy. And he's like really thankful that she's not being terrible about the fact that he has a kid outside of their relationship and like she's just treating him like her own. And it's beautiful. And it's and, and, uh, and between this, there's also sex. Yeah, <laughs> they, they bang, bang a bunch. Out. Yeah, they bang a bunch. She, you know, rides them. I think maybe in the dining room. I can't remember. But yeah, and he's just like, "Kill me again." And she's like, "As as ordered, let's do it." Uh-huh. And she loves the idea of what he did for Vatry. She loves it. She's loves pro it. that. She's mm-hmm. rooting for them. She's rooting for charity and Vatry. And mm-hmm. 
she's basically like, listen, we're going to start our family with an eight year old boy. So we are ahead of the game. And also and then she does a subtle slam on babies that I kind of love where Mm -hmm. she's like, one can communicate with children that age. They are very nearly human. And I love that because it's Uh true. Uh I love a toddler, but they are they are frustrating. They're just Um, puppies. They really are. They're they puppies. really are. They're fun fucking puppies, but puppies True. nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then at some point, with... hold on. At some point oh, yeah. he sees, the, Dominic sees the bed. Oh yeah. So Dominic sees the giant bed. Now the giant bed is a point of contention for me because it's literally 10 feet square, which is a little out of hand. That's too <laughs> so much. Just want to point that out. That is a lot bigger than a bed needs to be, but he's like, oh is that did you put a baby inside of her in that bed? Because mom told me that and it, I was put inside of her belly in a giant bed. Uh-huh. And literally he's like, I sure did. Put I a baby. definitely did. I definitely did. And she's like, pardon. And he goes, girl, you pregnant. Yeah. I, I've, I've been banging with you this whole time. Uh-huh. It's been five weeks. You knocked up yeah. with my baby. And she's uh-huh. like, I can't even like surprise you with that. You got to monitor my shit now. And right. he's like, sorry, but you're totally knocked up. So they're knocked up. It's really sweet. It's yeah. very sweet. And then he's like, I'm going to prove my virility to you. Because at one point she said that like, he's just so virile and like, it really just hits her right in the id. And, <laughs> and so he says, I'm going to um, prove my virility to you. Over and over, repeatedly, his black eyes glinted. I will teach you a lesson you'll never forget. She tangled her fingers in his hair and brought his mouth to hers. My wicked darling, she whispered. I should like to see you try. And that's Yay! the end Yes, and they have lots of little beak-nosed babies who grew up, grow up into lots of hot people. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. She is such a great heroine. I cannot yeah. stand it. It is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. 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 And Lord I love Chaseman. one of the things I really love about this book is that like he's a dumb alpha, you know, like he's an alpha who's never encountered <laughs> his feelings before, which is its own glorious thing. But she manages to do that with such a low level of angst because mm-hmm. Jess is just so level-headed and wonderful. You know, yeah. Jess is just like, stop it with the me leaving you thing. Stop it. Nah, that's not what's happening right now. She's practical. And that yes. is, I stand a practical person. Yes. I am a practical person. I get very, it is hard for me when people are like, my feelings, my feelings. And I'm like, oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. So many feelings people so have. So many of them. And that's fine, but we also need to make a plan. And that is Jess. Jess is like, let's figure it out. And I'm in love with a high strung, emotional, (sighs) emotional guy. And I got to figure him out and take care of his shit. Uh And I love her. I know. I love her so much. (laughs) I know. Yeah. 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 All right. Tanya. That's a good book. Do you have a lady love? I do. (gasps) What's your lady love? Okay. So my lady love is the Steve Martin movie, Roxanne. Okay, let's talk about this for a second, because I thought of it with this book, because it is a delightful, sweet rom-com from the 90s, and it's a modern Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh, that's right. And so it is a small town. Daryl Hannah 
is the female lead and she's of course stunning and beautiful and you know Roxanne-ish and um, Steve Martin is the fire chief for this town and his bumbling but much hotter younger fireman is the one that Roxanne starts dating and he has a giant nose like they do not just do like a little some little that's little right nose. it they is do a huge honker. yeah like huge like honker Pinocchio nose I remember that and now. it is so sweet and it's not like hilarious laugh a minute it is a sweet rom-com mm. but there's a scene that is a classic scene where he's in the bar and somebody um like some asshole just makes fun of his nose and he's like oh a nose joke that's really he's like i know nose jokes you know shit and the guy's like really you know he's like yeah he goes here's a dart throw a dart and however whatever number you hit i will tell that many nose jokes and the guy of course is good at darts and he has to tell 25 nose jokes <gasps> and it is one of the best comedy scenes of just steve martin at the top of his game in a nose joke off with himself and it is fan-fucking-tastic and so if you love this book and you love a big nose amazing hero yeah this is your Cyrano de Bergerac version that's more modern so there's my lady love go get go get Roxanne oh my gosh I love it okay so that has sparked a different lady love for me <laughs> um I was gonna say something else but now I have to talk about only murders in the building <gasps> oh I love it so much oh my god so it's it's Steve Martin it is, why am I blanking on his name? Martin Short. Short, yeah. Thank you. And then Selena Gomez. Who's who, amazing at it. I was How not dare she? expecting <laughs> yes. her to be good actress. Yeah. I was not expecting it. It was a revelation. So you were not familiar with the Gomez of of like no. Nickelodeon? No. She was Nickelodeon, right? I can't remember. But her childhood yeah, stuff. Know. Yeah, but no, she's dry as a fucking bone in this and so good so good and i love it because it manages to like it makes fun of true crime podcasting yeah and it at like tina fey is in it she's the the creator of serial basically yes exactly um, sarah koenig that's the one. Oh my god i and it's it's so good her. it's so good it's yeah. so good. It's campy and delicious and like off the wall and still, I don't know, still, still just like dry as a bone. Right. Yeah. Like and it's Martin Short and Steve Martin are still, they are now in their late seventies. I want to say, yeah. and they are at the top still of their fucking comedy game. It's nuts. They are so funny and so physical and so witty. And it's like watching those two who have been doing comedy together since the seventies, just kill it. I know it's awesome. It's so much fun. Har yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good. Yeah. One. And a great supporting cast. Like it's, it's great. So yeah. I watched the entirety of season one on a plane from uh -huh. New Jersey to Oregon. And it was <laughs> one of the best decisions I've ever made. That was a good one. That's good. That's what I did. Yeah. yeah. Remind me to give you some TV recs. Um, there's some yeah, good please. stuff out. Okay. So Tanya, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Tanya Mel. 
T-A-N-Y-A-M-E-L. That's my Twitter. I'm trying to think, what else do I have? Oh, I'm going to be on Morning Edition on Tuesday. Mm, NPR's Morning Edition. Yes. Ah! They're telling me it's going to air on Tuesday. It's um, an interview based off of a piece I wrote for Vox um, a few months ago on the history of abortion on television, um, because I'm a TV nerd. And so um, Morning Edition and I talked yesterday, and (gasps) um, it was... It was thrilling. It was truly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Because it's morning edition. It's yeah. the show I grew up listening to every day. And it's just, it's too much. But they telling me that's going to come out Tuesday. So if you want to look at that or my Vox article, it's pinned on my Twitter. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Her, her Vox article is stunningly good, listener. So check that out. Oh, thank you. Um, all right. So you can find us at all the places at heaving bosoms on Twitter at heaving underscore bosoms. Um, check out bonkers romance, which is my other yes. super fun yes, yes, yes. podcast and, and bonkers. Um, it is and bonkers. It is. Yeah. And <laughs> now, uh, I'm a publisher too. Okay. So check out the Kickstarter because this we is have so brought, exciting. I, uh, Tanya, I'm like, overjoyed it's been so much fun to work on and we can chat about it after but it's just been like it's like you know how they they say like find things that give you energy pennies or whatever (laughs) yeah that's what doing this project like specifically with jenny and and katie like the three Mm -hmm. of us together is just like we're just like this fountain of energy pennies for each other and it's so fun okay um yeah so check out the kickstarter and then hi bud I'm talking to Aunt Tanya. Come here. I got to get my blur off. Oh, hi, hi, sweetheart. How are you? Mm. Why your makeup off? Why did I put makeup on? (laughs) Say hi to Auntie Tanya. Hi. Can she put hi? Yay. Yes. Oh, there's that cutie. From day camp because she's a giant, giant kid who goes to day camp now. How is she this old? I don't know. She's so pretty. Dying. Oh, so cute. Oh. All right. So anyway, keep being a badass. (laughs) Uh oh. Uh oh. Did we do it? And love yourself as much as you love wearing revenge clothes. (gasps) Yes. Love yourself. Ah. Yeah. Love yourself yeah. as much as you love just putting yeah. together the exact outfit for the vengeance occasion. Yes. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Is, is this the makeup you put on? I, yeah, yes, it's the makeup I put on. So how far do we do a makeup lesson? <laughs> Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. 
Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>